Hello and welcome to So Divine. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galling. And this is our monthly podcast where we explore the celestial vibe, what's happening in the stars. We pick a tarot card to fit the vibe, all with a mind's eye towards inspiration and helping you to lead a more conscious life. So hello, Stephanie. Hello, Megan. And it's December. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, I can't believe I can't. it's the end of the year. And we're <gasps> almost embarking upon a new decade. I know. I know. I was talking to someone the other day, and they were like, we're going into the roaring 20s all over again, right? And December, holiday shopping, it's just a little cray-cray, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting, right, when we talk about, like, the vibe. The yes. vibe for this month feels quite different than what has come before. Yes, let's talk about that. <laughs> because December, we really enter a whole different landscape. It's a whole new territory. And it's very Capricorn. So let's start talking about that Capricorn energy. And let's start with the big the big story this month, which is Jupiter is shifting signs um, on what, the third or the second? It's on the second. On the second. And it's shifting from its native sign of Sagittarius into Capricorn. And oh my goodness, what a difference that is going to feel like. For sure. And now we have this like <laughs> cascade of planets in Capricorn, right? Saturn's been here since the end of 2017, Pluto since 2008. We've talked here and there about how they're all lining up. But now enter <laughs> another player, which is Jupiter in Capricorn. So there is that shift, right? I mean, I think that's why it feels like it's such a different vibe, mm -hmm. because for the last year when Jupiter has been in Sag, it's been this sense of <laughs> expand by expansion, yes, right? Yes. And like wide vision and like sort of dogmatism and things being very over-exaggerated, yes. if you will, or yes. over-optimism. Mm -hmm. Go uh, big or go home is so Jupiter and Sagittarius. Okay. Completely, right? That's sort of that big, fiery energy of beliefs and truths and what could we's. And then Jupiter goes into Capricorn, which is grounded mm -hmm. and realistic yes. and likes to count every penny yes. and acknowledge <laughs> limits when Sagittarius is like, limits, what limits? <laughs> right. So yes. there's this really big tonal shift. Yes, and, you know, I think that I that Jupiter is going to bring some zhuzh to some of that Capricorn energy that is so stoic and practical. And, you know, I think about Capricorn as the goat that climbs the mountain one step at a time till it gets to the top, right? And so I think, you know, it's going to be interesting. You know, I like the idea of Capricorn providing a nice container, you know, for all of that very expansive energy. And my sense is that it could actually really help in moving things forward a little bit differently where before it was so big and so expansive and so out of bounds. And, you know, Jupiter is the biggest planet in the solar system and it's made it completely of gas. So it's all this like gaseous energy. 
<laughs> and so, you know, Capricorn's just going to like contain some of that gas, which I think will help. I think it's going to help in manifestation. I think it's 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 going to, you know, really start to move things forward in a different way. Completely. And just for context, because I realize we forgot to say this, is that while it moved in on December 2nd, it actually stays in Capricorn through next year, through December 19th of 2020. Right. So we're talking about a year and a couple of weeks of this energy of expansion, of possibilities to be discovered through hard work, mm-hmm. going slow, yes, minding time, counting your P's and Q's. <laughs> Is that how you say that phrase? Yes. Whatever that P's and Q's phrase is, right? It's about being grounded and realistic. Yes. About seeing what's in front of you. And, you know, it'll be interesting, too, because then next year, Jupiter in Capricorn meets up three times with Pluto in Capricorn. So it's like everyone's now, like, hanging out. And these big, (laughs) giant planets are just hanging out, like, on the fertile earth. Yes, all in Capricorn. And Jupiter's going to have some different dance partners, right? Yeah. Like you're saying, it's going to dance with Pluto and then with Saturn. And so, again, you know, I, I think that it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. And the other thing about Capricorn is, you know, it rules those um, those structures, you know, institutions, governments, banking. Uh, what other institutions the patriarchy. The patriarchy. Well, oh, oh that? that that's an institution. Um, yeah, government, <laughs> oh, yeah, business, that. <laughs> the financial markets, like all the sort of the realms of like societal consensus. Right. Law, the rules, the rule of law. Right. And, you know, I, Jupiter doesn't always play by the rules. So you put that energy in there and, you know, it could be transformative in some ways. Yeah, completely. Right. And Jupiter just wants to, to your point too, like expand and Capricorn's like, no, don't, you can't be that free. Mm -hmm. Right. You need Mm -hmm. to architect what your growth will be. Right. Right. And I, so I think that it's, but I think that it just, there's this huge tonal shift in December. Right. I think if we can, again, just like go slow. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it might feel a little challenging, especially in the beginning. You're like some mixed messages, right? Yeah. You know, get big, go slow. Exactly. Like, how do you, like, how do you grow thoughtfully, sustainably, right, in a very, in, in a manner that really honors time and how long things take, which could be very frustrating for Jupiter is like, I just want to go. I just want to expand. I just want to explore. Yes. And I think, you know, also on the other hand, that some of that Jupiter inspiration, you know, could lighten up a little bit of that, of that Capricorn energy. And one of the things I read online the other day about Jupiter and Capricorn, it was working hard for your good fortune, which I kind of liked, right? Because Jupiter is supposedly the planet of luck and good fortune and all of that. So, but now you're going to work for it a little bit. Yeah. And I think if we, as this is what the beauty to me, or one of the things that is beautiful about astrology, if we know that, like (laughs) that's the landscape, that's the invitation for this time, Mm -hmm. is that we will have and receive that good fortune if we don't cut the corners, if we do the work. Right. And I think it goes back to that whole idea of like, 
is there really any such thing as luck or do right. we create our own luck? Yeah. So it'll, again, I feel like I'm saying the word interesting over and over, but a lot of times as astrologers, when we're in a shift, you know, we have a sense of what the energies are, but we don't know how they're going to play out, yeah. you know, and it just depends. And of course, Jupiter is a social planet. So it has a lot to do with the zeitgeist, you know, the energy, society, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. And but and I do think it's going to be to your point too before like helpful. I mean, Saturn in Capricorn has that dum, feeling of like dum, you must dum, attend dum. to yes. the rules. And Pluto <laughs> is like we're going to destroy the structures and rebuild them. And Jupiter sort of feels like it says Hey, if you follow suit with this, things will feel more positive. Yes. They will feel more encouraged. Or we might feel more encouraged yes. and have a little bit of more levity mm. to do that work, to to take things on that serious level. So I like it. I have to say. I do too. I'm looking I'm forward to for this. It. I am too. And I think that, and then Jupiter will say, and let's have a party afterwards <laughs> after you after you meet your goals exactly. then we can have a party exactly I, I like it I just I'm hoping and maybe this is just magical thinking here but um <laughs> that some of the bombastic talk or mm. the talk that was not that was rooted in belief but not in hard fact truths will dissipate right because yes. Capricorn's like is this real? Like, show me the money. Is it really here? You can't just, you know, you can't go deposit some, like, ideal or some sort of, like, hyperinflated belief in your bank account. It has to actually have substance. So... Right. And when you're saying that, what comes to my mind is, you know, Jupiter has a lot to do with um, politics, right? And I'm like, as you're saying that, I think that could apply a little bit as we refine the political arena, you know, especially here in this country. Finger, I have my fingers crossed. Finger fingers Stephanie's crossed. got her finger. fingers. Fingers crossed. crossed. We shall see. Um, yes. Okay. So let's move forward a little bit. And uh, let's talk about the full moon in Gemini. And that will be happening on December 11th. And what's interesting, there's that word again, <laughs> about the full moon in Gemini is it squares Neptune in Pisces. Now, Gemini, full moon in Gemini, Gemini is all about thinking. I think, therefore, I am. And it's, you know, your mind and communication. And then there's Pisces, Neptune in Pisces, which is, you know, intuition and feelings and emotions. And let's go with the flow. So, that's a that's a, going to be a, there's a conflict there. Yeah, there's definitely like there's a need for those to like get in alignment, right? Because mm -hmm. one of the things that could happen is like Neptune can come and just sort of either flood us with so much inspiration and ideas that mm -hmm. it may like oh like wreak havoc on this on our thinking circuitry, mm -hmm. right? Or have us be really confused. Like we want to communicate, which is very Moon in Gemini with that Sag sun during that full moon, but Neptune just makes everything really blurry and not clear. <laughs> and what does this mean? And where did you get that information from? I can't really remember where it came from. But I think the guidance or sort of how to channel that energy, right, is to one, do all those Neptune things, 
turn to your intuition, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like turn to your dreams. Like you know, how do you know? Like some of how you know is because of the facts and the figures mm -hmm. or the Sagittarian beliefs. But Neptune also helps us connect to that other deep level of knowing. I feel this. Mm -hmm. I connect to this thing that's larger than me to know that this feels right. Yeah. So I think that we really need to honor that or else I think we're just going to feel like we're like, <laughs> you know, in a puddle of confusion possibly. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I love that about really working with that energy and allowing it. And, you know, maybe it's a balance of, you know, the intellect and the intuition. You know, oh, how nice, can nice, you find nice. that middle ground? And before you were talking about the idea of magical thinking, yeah. you know, I love that. that anything with the word magic, <laughs> You're like, it's like I'm there. <laughs> I'm there. And so maybe it's a time to like be a magical thinker in some way, like to allow that intuitive, dreamy imagination come into play with your thought process. Maybe this could be a really creative time. Ooh, I definitely could be a creative time. And I think it's interesting, right, because it's that those two sides of magical thinking. Mm -hmm. It's that how can yes. I invoke my thoughts, my inspirations as a creative act right and to bring form to the unformed but then the other side of it yes. is that magical thinking which is like oh yeah i want this or oh of course delusion I yeah that kind of magical yes. thinking yeah illusion and delusion right? so just to be careful with that <laughs> but i think it um you know communications that are heartfelt and compassionate mm -hmm. to what you said creative imaginative yeah. intuitive perfect yeah. for that full moon Absolutely. It might be, I was thinking, it might be a really great time to do some writing, some creative writing. might be a great way to channel that. Mm -hmm. Well, then after the uh, full moon in Gemini, the next big happening, of course, is the summer. No, are we, is it summer? Well, no, it's, it's winter. But it's summer, summer solstice for the people it's summer, summer. down under. That's right, down under, right? So we have the solstice, yeah. right, on the twenty. First. And mm -hmm. of course, the, the solstice is the shortest day of the year and the longest night. And on a symbolic level or spiritual level, it's the symbolic death and rebirth of the sun. So there's this mm -hmm. energy of transformation of that death and rebirth. There's a shift happening. Again, you know, we started our conversation today talking about a new landscape and, you know, new energy. And so here's something else where it's like another reminder of a different season, of a shift, of different energies, different light. Different. Do you do any ritual on the solstice? I think solstices are very powerful, and so I do. And for me, it's always some kind of meditation, just getting really quiet. I think on the winter solstice, I really like to work with candles mm -hmm. and to work with light. I feel like that that can be really powerful. And of course, you know, it almost feels like, of course, we've got the holidays happening around this time, and the new year is the new year is looming. Right? right? January 1st is the new year. And, you know, it's a time where we're thinking about, you know, what do we want to get rid of? What do we want to give, you know, let go of, you know, this death and rebirth. And then I'm not big on New Year's resolutions, but I think it's a great time to think about your intention for the new year. What do you want to bring life to, bring light to? So to me, it's, a, you know, it's kind of that segue into some of those new year energies. Mm, beautiful. What about you? 
Yeah, similar with you. Like I, I work a lot with candles. Uh-huh. I think that the main thing that I've been doing over the last years is when I've gathered with friends. Yes, right, and doing some sort of like holding space for a ritual for groups of people. Didn't you do a bonfire last we've, year? We've done bonfires and yes, and things like that. Right, a lot work with the fire and people setting intentions. You know, oftentimes mm-hmm. that burning of mm. that which you want to release. Yeah. You know, and then that, you know, inviting in of that which you want to give birth to. I also like to sort of work with like first having it be dark, right? And then yes. like then you invite in that light. And again, just representing the beauty and honoring the beauty of the dark, mm-hmm. you know, which we oftentimes relegate to a lower position than exactly. honoring the beauty um, and value of the light. And, you know, during, you know, the holidays, there's so many lights around. It's such a beautiful time of the year, whether you're lighting a, a Christmas tree or lighting the whatever, the Yuletide. It's, it's you know, bringing light to things is so, is so lovely. Yeah. Speaking about beginnings. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do Go, Stephanie, go. So on Christmas Day, yes. or actually the day after Christmas, depending upon where you are, um, there is the first of the season's eclipses. That's right. So we have an eclipse on Christmas Day on the 25th. A solar eclipse. A solar eclipse. And the second one in this sequence is in January on the 10th, but we'll get to that more in January. Or maybe we'll give a little alluding to it this month since it's still like in play and Mm -hmm. it's such a biggie as eclipses go. Anyway, that's in the future, getting back to Christmas. (laughs) So we have a solar eclipse with the sun and the moon in Capricorn. Yes. And given that Jupiter has just arrived in this sign, Jupiter also plays a role with this solar eclipse because it's really close to the position of the sun and the moon. Great. So let's talk about the solar eclipse in Capricorn. I mean, what is a solar eclipse? Of course, it's when the sun is eclipsed. But let's talk about what does it feel like in Capricorn? And of course, you know, we do have eclipses four to six times a year, but they're always big events and they're important. And, you know, they do tend to bring things up. Like we were talking about, what do you want to look at? What do you want to let go of? What do you you want to focus on. So how does the solar eclipse feel to you in the sign of Capricorn? Yeah, right. So solar eclipse f- always feel like sort of an expanded c- potential of a, like a new moon, right? Mm-hmm. Something is really about to begin. But with something big really about to begin, something <laughs> old may really feel like it's ending. Yes. So if you feel, and again, those eclipses have a window of a couple of weeks on either side, right? So come just a week or so into December, even before the eclipse itself, you might start to notice things that just want to be released, things Mm. that no longer work, things that feel like they are constraining or holding you back so that the field can be cleared for this new cycle to be planted. But again, like you questioned, or we were talking about, what about in Capricorn? Now, again, we should you should also look to see where does this show up in your chart? I think yes. it's about five degrees Capricorn. Where does this show up in your chart? But in general, solar eclipse in Capricorn, new beginning related to 
how you author, how you take responsibility, mm-hmm. how you hold a sense of authority, yeah. the structures that you create, like what the work that you do, the diligent work you do to build things of form yes. and the accountability and responsibility that you take for that. Yeah, I think it's really about, you know, you've talked about this before, we become the architect. Mm. And we become the architect of our lives, you know, really looking at what are those building blocks? What are my foundations? And we've talked a lot about Capricorn themes, which is, is it sustainable? Does it have legs? Is it going to, you know, withhold the test of time? And so that eclipse to me might bring us, you know, into that architectural energy where we can really look at that. Yeah. And it's so interesting because I feel like, again, again, we've had all this Capricorn energy, but we've been so like <gasps> flying high with Sagittarius yes. the last year that this month feels like with, you know, Jupiter going into Capricorn and then this first eclipse mm-hmm. being in Capricorn is just this really like coming face to face with, okay, wait, like, do I, am I following the rules that I know will lead me in the direction I do want to go? Am I having the patience to have also the endurance to build structures that will have lasting values? But I do wonder, you know, and also because it feels like it's like a big, loud message because Jupiter's there. Like, if we have not been doing that, mm. we may get a sort of a like a little slap up. in the so face. That's what I was thinking, like a little yeah. slap in the face. Like, oh, wait, like we have not been attending to, right, mm-hmm. the roots. And so really, like, as you begin December yeah. to really think about that, like, are there areas in my life that I'm feeling called to take more responsibility mm-hmm. in? Is there yeah. something about myself, right, that I need to be more responsible about? Yeah. You know, maybe something that's claiming my my energy, claiming my own vitality and sustainability. Yes, and you you know, I'm a girl with Uranus rising. And so as <laughs> how you're do talking, you feel about this I'm Capricorn like, oh, solar eclipse? You mean I'm gonna have to play by the rules? But one of the things I've learned, because you know, we've had the you know, a Pluto and Saturn and Capricorn just starting that dance and that relationship this year. And that playing by the rules has really come up for me as a big theme and that what happens when you don't play by the rules and what happens when you do. Because the thing about Capricorn or the thing about Saturn is what they say about that is if you do the hard work, if you play by the rules, there will be rewards. It's not for naught. Yeah. And so that has been a big lesson, I have to say, for my Uranus rising about, you know, maybe it's okay to play by those rules. And maybe you'll end up, it'll move you forward in ways you never imagined. Yeah. And that's interesting, too, to think, um, and I have a, I don't have Uranus rising, but I got a little strong Uranus myself <laughs> in another way, is that whole notion sometimes for people who are just like, it's a rule, forget it, right? Where yes. we just completely discount it, right? Like, no, I'm not going to follow. I'm not a rule follower. No, I do my own thing. But wait, maybe it's about being more discerning. Mm. I'm saying this not for you. I'm not saying this for me or for anybody else that this might be of value to, to be more discerning that, okay, here is a rule. Let me see. Does it have merit? Yeah. Will it help me to create a scaffolding or a blueprint for what do, that I want? Or is it outdated 
outmoded yeah. and it does not have value. And I have still, though, throwing in the Capricorn, smart, studious, mm-hmm. effective, efficient, time-honoring strategies on how I can do it a different way. Right? That makes my Uranus a, a lot more happy okay. that, that I can be discerning about it. And also you also I think mm. that sometimes when you create those solid foundations, that's when you can get really creative. Yeah. That's when you can really kind of start to shake things up because you've got that that solid foundation under you. Yeah. Cuz I know, I mean, there's been many times where I've like rushed through things and mm-hmm. I'm still sort of pushing through, pushing through, but like something doesn't feel comfortable and I'm still sort of either psychically or actually in real time like attending to this thing that I'm hoping doesn't break apart when if I just took the time mm-hmm. and also saw, like, were there any rules that I could follow that have merit, I would have a very solid base. And from there, then I can flourish. Yeah. Yeah. Note to self. Continue. <laughs> Note Do to that. self. Do that. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Well, you know, I know we want to talk a little bit, you know, because it's December and we're going into 2020, do a, a little bit of a, a year recap. Um, but before we do that, I think maybe we should go ahead and do the tarot card for December because I just sure. think it just ties in so beautifully to this. And I have to tell the story Please. about the card because uh, oftentimes um, I will choose a card that I think fits the vibe or sometimes before we go into the podcast podcast studio, Stephanie and I choose a card completely at random. And today we thought, let's just choose a card at random and see what comes up. And lo and behold, the <laughs> card that we chose is the Capricorn card. Get that. We could at not. random was the ca- is the Capricorn card of the Tro, which is the devil card. Now, this is interesting because Capricorn, what does Capricorn have to do with the devil? And Capricorn or the devil card, it really represents power and control. And what you'll see with the devil card, oftentimes when it comes up in reading, or if you align with that archetype, it's usually a time where you're not feeling empowered, where you're not feeling in control. And what happens when you're not feeling in control? You tend to go into fear energy or fear-based energy. And ultimately, I feel like the devil card is probably one of the most creative cards of the tarot deck because the devil card has a lot to do with our kundalini energy, our vital life force, our spark of fire of creation. And it's that desire to create our lives. And I was having a conversation with someone the other day and they're like, I'm just not creative. And I was like, If you incarnated into a body, if you're a human being on this planet, you are a creative being because you are here to create a life. And there's that desire to create a life that is authentic and meaningful for you, right? So where does that Capricorn part come come in? The thing about the devil is it oftentimes represents that shadow side. And so with the Capricorn energy, it's like trying to control those parts of ourselves that maybe color outside the lines or are too big or are too uncomfortable comfortable or the shadow energies like our anger or our fear, those parts ourselves we're not comfortable with. And when we try to like push those down or we overly control them, we lose our power. And that's what the devil's all about. The devil is really 
an illusion. It's something that I think has been created throughout time to project those very, you know, desirous, instinctual, powerful, creative parts of ourselves that we don't always know what to do with. And so we start to think they're bad. You know, they're the devil, they're Satan, they should be controlled. But really, this is this very natural, organic human energy that should be celebrated. At the same time, when you're in desire energy, when you're in that very creative fire, it can make you feel a little bit out of control. And sometimes that's where the fear comes in. So that is the devil card. And I... I love. We have it right here. We're looking at it. It's it's such a scary looking card. I mean, it's so interesting too because it feels like it also reflects like the experience of actually picking the devil card. Like we, if you want to say on some level, like we sort of followed the rules, if you will, right? Yes, we did. Of like (laughs) just randomly picking a card. And yet what then manifested was exactly what was meant to be. Was meant to be. And aligned. Yeah. I mean, there's something there's something more that I just can't really unpack right now. But like the magic that like of the 78 cards. Yes. yes, You know, that we are focusing so much on Capricorn energy and that we picked that card by random. Um, maybe there's like magic. Uh, maybe this is it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Maybe I'm being too Pisces in here, but like maybe there is actually magic and beauty that comes from following the rules I think and by so. abiding by accepted structure. Yeah. Sometimes. I, I think that's a perfect example. Perfect example. So the devil card says embrace your demons, you know, and love your demons because they're a very natural, creative part of yourself. So just as a few minute wrap up, look wrap back, up. look wrap up, look back, look forward. You know, to me, when I think about uh, 2019, and maybe it's because we're towards the end of the year mm-hmm. and it's what's on my mind, I do think about Jupiter and Sagittarius. Yeah. I think it was a very Jupiter and Sag year. You know, we, of course, started the dance um, with uh, Pluto and Saturn and Capricorn. We'll talk about that more next month because the exact conjunction happens. But I I do think about Jupiter and Sag and very that big, free, willing kind of energy. And like you're saying, I'm looking forward to things maybe being a little bit more manageable next year. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm actually, I mean, I love the Jupiter and Sag in terms of the inspiration and yes. the enthusiasm and the exploration, but it feels now... This is obviously my personal perspective. I mean, both for my life as well, sort of thinking about this collectively, that like really getting into our feet and really getting Mm -hmm. in the ground and really taking care of Mm -hmm. the things that we need to take care of to build a solid foundation, Mm -hmm. you know, and not being like, oh, but wait, let me go off here. It's like, no, attend to this right now, that this is really important for both how we feel right now as well as for our future. Yeah. So it may feel more sobering, right? It may feel more slow, but I also feel like, you know, what we are creating will have more, not more validity. It will... Substance. Substance. Sustainability. Yeah. Structure. All those like S-T or S, like Saturn (laughs) words. And I think, you know, 
for us also not to be afraid of like, you know, we have to be in reality. I think yes. that's what really that strong call is, is to, you know, to really be in a whole other level of like, what is actually real? You know, what are natural limits? And how can I be creative, mm-hmm. right? And find joy and vitality within those limits. And yeah. I think that that is like what we're moving into and definitely one of the things that next year, mm-hmm. you know, is calling us forth. Yeah. No more throwing spaghetti against the wall. I think that was 2019. Yeah. Just, that's you know. Re- yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, I like that idea of the responsibility because I think that the more we present we are to that, the more room we are to ha- going to be able to create the lives that we truly want to live. Yeah. So thank you, Megan, thank for another you. year. Of oh so my divine. gosh, thank you. Thank you. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. And you can contact us through our website, so divine.us. Stephanie Galing is at stephaniegaling.com. I'm at meganskinner.com. We post a lot on Instagram and Facebook. And a big thank you to the Cloud Studios here in Seattle and to our producers, Nick and Matt and Sebastiano. And just wishing everybody a joyous rest of the year as you set your sights on what will be created. And we'll see you next year. See you next year. Bye. Bye.